This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Frank Morano. I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter and make believe it came from you. I'm going to write words so, so sweet. They're going to knock me off of my feet. A lot of kisses on the bottom. I'll be glad I got them. I'm gonna smile and say, I hope. Billy Williams, I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter from 1957. Sold over a million records back then, and uh, that was a rare thing in any era, but especially in 1957. All right, um, let me tell you about Ben Darby. You may remember we have, uh, we have talked about his case before. He was a well trained police officer in Huntsville, Alabama, who was forced to make a split-second decision while responding to a 911 call, dangerous 911 call, and his actions that day have not only had ramifications on his life and on the lives of the other people involved in that specific incident, but uh, on all sorts of other people. And I want to highlight this case because I think it highlights what could happen to any police officer Anywhere in America. And I think it's also a cautionary tale in terms of dealing with police officers. Now, Ben Darby responded to a 911 call with a threatening suspect, Jeffrey Parker. And Jeffrey Parker refused to drop his gun after he was given seven commands to drop it. Not one. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven separate commands to drop his gun. Ben Darby took the sort of action that police officers are trained to do. And the situation was looked at by the Incident Review Board, as it should be, and the Incident Review Board cleared Ben Darby's actions. Ben's actions were deemed justified, and it was determined that he followed all the applicable policies and laws. But after Ben was cleared, the Madison County District Attorney began to use him as a political football. They offered him all sorts of plea deals, but Ben Darby believed he didn't do anything wrong, so he didn't take a plea. And... He ultimately was sentenced to 25 years in prison for a crime that he believes he didn't commit. 
Where is this case now? Well, here to join us to talk about it is uh, a woman that has been through more than I would ever want to go through. She's a, a distinguished law enforcement officer in her own right and the wife of the Alabama police officer that we're talking about, Ben Darby. I'm very pleased to welcome back to the program, Keelan Darby. Keelan, thanks so much for joining me again. Hey, Frank, thank you again for having us. Uh, I really can't imagine how challenging this situation has been for you and your family. Uh, give our audience, if they haven't heard our previous discussion, uh, any anything else they need to know about your husband's case and how it came to be, in addition to anything that I just mentioned. Yeah, you did a great job giving a overview of what happened. Um, in 2018, he was employed by Huntsville Police Department. He answered that call. Uh, Jeffrey Parker had the gun pointed to his head when he um, called 911 and said that he was going to blow his brains out. Ben was the third initial officer responding to that scene after first two officers asked for additional units to respond. So um, like you mentioned, I'm also a police officer, so I can attest to the training that we're given in Alabama and nationwide that in a situation that Ben faced that day, officers are not supposed to go into a house. They're supposed to call that person out because we have more control over the situation that way. We know what's going on outside of a house or outside of a building rather than going in blind, basically. And that was Ben's mindset when he got there was to set a perimeter and call Parker out. And to his shock, both of those officers were inside the house with no protection, no cover, no concealment um, against Parker and the loaded weapon that he had um, ready to uh, shoot and kill a police officer. Parker had told his neighbor that that was his plan and that that was what he was going to do that day. Um, that That neighbor who was called as a witness during Ben's trial was not allowed to testify because the judge deemed that his testimony was hearsay, which is completely false because it's a direct testimony of that conversation that he had. If I were to go to court to talk about this conversation I'm having with you, that is not hearsay. That's a direct testimony. If one of your listeners were to talk about it, then that would be considered hearsay. So the judge wrongly ruled in that regard. Um, case law that backs police officers from Supreme Court, Graham versus Connor, was not allowed to be given to the jury. The jury wasn't allowed to know that Ben was cleared by the incident review board, which also consisted of the district attorney who who ended up later charging him with murder. Um, That district attorney was on the review board that cleared Ben and that did not clear the other two officers. The other two officers had to go through remedial training where Ben did not. Ultimately, like you said, he was uh, found guilty of murder and sentenced to prison for 25 years. He spent 20 months in one of Alabama's worst prisons. And then I went on the warpath to fight for his appeal, just like I'm still doing to this day. Uh, We are going back to court for murder again in December, even though the higher court unanimously ruled that his uh, murder conviction was a bad conviction, was wrongful. And then, and the, was that on the basis of the the hearsay testimony or the exclusion of the incident review board decision or both? Um, so it was actually because the trial court judge did not allow the jury to view to view Ben as a police officer. She instructed them to view Ben as a civilian. When quite frankly, police officers are trained, just like you mentioned, 
to do things and to act certain ways where a civilian is not capable of handling that situation because they're not trained in how to deal with them. And so the the higher court unanimously ruled in a 5-0 decision that it was a bad um, a wrongful conviction and they overturned it. The Attorney General Steve Marshall had two weeks to object to that and he has been silent, silent the entire time this has uh, happened. So even with all that, the district attorney said, yeah, well, we're going to do it again because it was, quote, just a technicality. So even though they threw out his murder conviction and uh, even though the DA's office was given a pretty significant brushback pitch from the appellate court, the DA is still putting your husband on trial again. Yes. And that's going to be in December. Yeah, we're going we're expected to go back to trial December 11th. Um, That's when his trial is scheduled. And we expect it to be at least a week, if not longer, of trial. His original trial lasted um, one full week. And that original trial was covered by Huntsville Police Department because the department and the city backed him. So we weren't cu- we weren't on the hook for all those legal fees. Um, ever since we lost that trial and he went to prison, we've been on the hook for the appeal. So we've been supported by the Pipeater Foundation, Among with many other nonprofits and people across the nation, across the globe, honestly, who have donated towards uh, towards Ben's appeal to fight for this, because I can't afford this on my own as a police officer myself. Um, We are hundreds of thousand dollars in legal fees trying to make sure that he doesn't go back to prison because police officers are still trained to do exactly what he did. No, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And and I have no problem calling out uh, uh, police misconduct whenever that occurs as well. But uh, to actually put someone on trial for doing their job and potentially keeping who knows what other passersby safe is to me just astounding. Uh, at what, where is your husband now? Is he is he home? Is he under uh, basically a, a house arrest? What are his bail conditions at this point? So he's been home since April 13th. Um, he was released from the prison, and he's he's home. He's basically allowed to do anything. He just cannot leave the state of Alabama. So um, we're free to live our life um, as long as we don't leave the state. And he has been restored all of his rights that were taken from him when he was uh, convicted. So he can vote again. He can... Right. Do, do everything that, that a, a non-felon can do. That's right. uh, that's as great. As, the, as far as the state is concerned, he's a free, innocent man, just as he should be viewed. <clears throat> By the way, if people want to learn a little bit more about this case, they can go to the website standwithdarby.com. You can also donate to the uh, the legal bills that the Dar- that the Darbys are, are facing right now. I, I just can't imagine uh, going through something like this. And um, I realize that uh, that your focus, Keelan, has obviously been on your husband's case, but we've seen similar prosecutions in other parts of the country in similar circumstances. Do you think this situation is part of a, a trend of prosecuting first responders for what could be political reasons? Absolutely. I think, you know, Ben's stuff happened in 2018, and a lot of these other cases um, happened during that time where it was anti-police, 
um, the George Floyd fiasco, all cops are bad. They all need to go to prison. And that's just inherently wrong. There are bad apples in police, just like there are in any profession. You have bad lawyers, you have bad teachers, you have bad doctors, et cetera. But 99% of police officers are there to help the public. How many times do you see them taking an extra chance to make sure that they can prevent something bad from happening? Just as in Ben's case, he gave Parker seven times to drop the gun. He only had to give him one. Ben didn't want to kill Parker that day. He didn't want to harm Parker. But when Parker turned the gun on Ben and the other two officers, he had to make sure that he and his other officers got home that night. Being a law enforcement officer yourself, how do you navigate mm-hmm. the the challenges of your profession, which obviously is, is taxing enough as it is, while also dealing with the legal battle that you're facing with your husband? In, in our specific uh, situation, I don't work for Huntsville Police Department or the county, Madison County, um, that area. I work for a separate um, jurisdiction, gotcha. and I know that m- the jurisdiction and the department that I work for support our police. We've had three officer-involved shootings within the last five years, um, and they've all been backed by the department in the city. Because the officer didn't do anything wrong. They did exactly as they were trained trained to do, just like Ben did. And he was supported by his department. Um, he just had a district attorney who wanted to be uh, to, to make money off of, that, of Ben's case and make an example out of him, even though he did his job. Is it hard to be a police officer? Yes. And you can any police officer would say that in today's day and age. But the pendulum, I believe, is finally swinging back towards quote-unquote, backing the blue and having our backs with dealing with the public and the craziness that happens every day. The the media often paints a certain picture or portrays a certain narrative. What's something about your husband that you feel the public might not understand but you think is important for them to know? I think when looking at his case, if you watch the video, it's very quick. It's only 11 seconds from the time that he gets there until the time that he uses force. And I've had multiple people say, well, that doesn't look right, or he rushed in there, or, you know, 11 seconds. He was never fully in control of the situation. You have to make split-second decisions as officers. And you can't, as the public, look at that and say, ooh, that doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies. You have to go off of what police officers are trained to do. And the regular... Joe Blow citizen doesn't know what we're trained to do because they're not police officers. They haven't gone through our training and they have to trust that the training that we go through and that we're still being given to this day for that situation is trained for a reason. Um, Ben didn't wake up that day wanting to hurt someone. He went to work every day to his uh, best with his best intention of helping the citizens of Huntsville to make sure that everyone was safe, that bad guys went to jail and good guys were given the help that they needed. And he's not a murderer. Just like the police chief has said and backed him, the city has said and backed him, Ben Darby is not a murderer. Ben Darby helped the community that day. Even though the citizens may not see it that way, you have to understand that we're trained to do a certain job. And it's not always pretty. It's not always fun. But that's the job that we have to do, just like other professions have their jobs that they have to do. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me end with this, uh, Keelan, and I hope people do check out the website standwithdarby.com and consider making a uh, a donation. If you had a magic wand, what change would you make within the justice system to ensure that there's a fair and just process for everybody involved, for police officers, for people that are victims of police misconduct, for people that want just safe streets. What would you change about the criminal justice system, given that you've had such a a unique look at it? That's a good question. Um, From a police officer's standpoint, I guess because that's where I'm at in the biggest realm, for people to understand, to ask, hey, can I go through that train here? Can I see what it's like to be put in that situation before I make a judgment call on as to whether that officer made the right choice or not? Um, and as far as being a victim of a crime, having on the police side, having that understanding, because we go to so many calls, we'll go from a theft call to a burglary, to a murder, to a shooting, and we have to just reset and go. And for us to go through the training, which we have seen more and more so of having a better understanding of what it's like to be a victim and to go through such a horrible process and to deal with the outcome afterward. Keelan Darby, I'm wishing you the best of luck. I'm sorry that your family has to go through this, but uh, your husband's certainly lucky to be married to a woman with your strength and uh, and your loyalty. Appreciate it. Thank you, Frank, for your time and your support. We Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our case, of this case, not our case, uh, you can give me a call, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.